Hello and welcome to Apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week, we are going to drink Tropical Vacation Green Tea with Minty Fruity Tropical Flavors by the Tea of the Month Club. While we talk about the podcast, Take Me Into the Ball Game, the book, The 12 Topsy-Turvy, Very Messy Days of Christmas. And then we'll end talking about things that we can't stop thinking about this week, where Shosh is going to give us an update on her driving test. It's a good update, guys. And then we are going to talk about chat GPT, because uh, Megan can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) And you'll find out why. The uh, Tropical Vacation Tea is interesting (laughs) it is minty and fruity and tropical i can't decide if i want to drink another cup of it (laughs) such a ringing endorsement (laughs) it's just it's not bad it's got this like kind of creamy flavor or creamy like texture to it I thought which kind of butterscotch, mm-hmm. which sounds weird, but it's the only thing that I can think of to sort of describe the flavor. It's kind of like a warm, rich flavor behind mm-hmm. the tropical fruit. And yeah, I don't know. I couldn't think of another. I don't know. That's the best I've got. I'm sure it's not butterscotch, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, no. And for me, like, there is a, like, there's the butterscotch flavor, but for me, it's like this texture that's like, it's like thicker than your average tea, which is, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that happens with wine sometimes too. Like, like wine, you'll get like what seems like a very thin wine. And then you get like what seems like thicker wine, but like you, you look at it and it's moving around. It's not like it's actually any thicker, but the mouth feel is either like really thin or somehow thicker. And this tea has this like thickness to it that I can't can't explain, but is definitely there. Yeah, it is a little bit interesting. It's hard hard so, to describe. Yeah, not a bad kind of, flavor. Just a little baffling. Yeah, I don't dislike it though. I think I don't think this is one I would go out of my way to buy if we could you know, stupid tea of the month doesn't make it so that you can buy them. But say we could, I don't know that I would go out of my way to buy more of it, but I don't think I'd be upset if I had another cup of it, if that makes sense. So That's definitely how I feel about it. Yeah. So a little bit of an odd one this week. Mm-hmm. Fun for something different, I guess. For sure. For sure. Yeah. This kind of butterscotch, it's very interesting, which I wouldn't call tropical. Maybe that's my issue. So I don't think yeah, of butterscotch as You wouldn't really think of those going together. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you agreed with the butterscotch, though, because I thought when I said that, that you were going to be like, you're crazy. But I'm just like, I don't know how mm-hmm. else to describe it. That's that's what I've got. Yeah. So. It's not quite like, it's not like a liquid butterscotch, but like you didn't just like melt a Werther's original or anything, but it does have a Werther's original flavor to it. Yeah, it's like that butterscotch warm Mm-hmm. flavor mm-hmm. yeah that's the best like you can almost I'm not make sure. butter beer with it <laughs> oh yeah well tropical probably wouldn't go in butter beer but yeah right i'm still right. i'm still that's with what's you so weird I'm about it yeah hmm well anyway. we have a baffling tea this week yeah this is a baffling tea let's see so take me into the ball game we are doing the episode on Airbud seventh inning fetch which I have to say, that name is maybe the cutest thing ever. Definitely. Um, very cute. But Shosh and I found this podcast largely because it's hosted by Eric and Ellen. And Ellen went to high school with us. So we've known and Ellen. elementary for school a even for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I saw this online. She posted about it. And I was like, Megan did you know that Ellen has a podcast with her husband so we were like obviously we need to we need to give this a try so yeah 
as the name would suggest, it's all about baseball. Right. <laughs> Which and is why we maybe haven't us... listened to this sooner. <laughs> yeah, neither one of us. Right, Ellen, it's not that it. we dislike baseball. We're just not like huge baseball people. Right. So we weren't seeking out baseball podcasts. But I'm pretty yeah. sure they started this during COVID lockdowns and they were just looking for mm-hmm. something to do. And I know that her and her husband are huge fans. Like she was a Phillies fan, even like yeah. when we were in elementary school and right. stuff like yeah. she's elementary, always, junior high. Yeah. Right. Like her family has, she's always been. So it's no surprise there. And obviously she has found a great match in her husband because he appears to be a big baseball fan as well. So they started looking at movies and then analyzing them for the baseball. So that yeah. is why this is Air Bud's seventh inning fetch. It's a baseball, Air Bud baseball movie. Yes, which I have to say, I have not seen any of the Air Bud movies, and I certainly did not realize that there was like a franchise. I thought this was just like a part of the original Air Bud movie, even though I had only, I knew that like at least one of them had to do with basketball, but I just thought, I don't know, it was like a dog who plays sports in one movie, not four or five. There's four. Apparently, (laughs) he's very athletic. Apparently, Airbud oh, can very. do it all. Who knew? And Who knew? It, that's still somehow a surprise to people, as though like once you get over the surprise of one sport, like somehow you still can't believe he can do the fourth one. And that yeah, but baseball it also seems... would be a surprise. Like, how is this not the first one? Ball dogs catch like tennis balls and baseballs all the time. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I agree. But I do think they said that there's a volleyball one. And I kind of wondered about that. (laughs) That one actually doesn't bother me because of how many times dogs like are not very good at playing catch and the ball hits them in the head. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Now how they're spiking the ball might be a little hard, but I can still see it. Like you're jumping up. But you you get you get under or you get under it and you like headbutt it. Maybe. Maybe. Because I was like, how does that work? I'm not yeah, sure. I think they kept they're... asking how he could play basketball because they were well, like, I... "Yeah, <laughs> Eric can't... was like, I'm not very good at basketball, but I think I could win." <laughs> yeah, because you can't dribble, and also you can't bite a basketball. Like, how do you catch when you're a dog a ball that big? Which was the same sort of thing I was thinking, partially with the volleyball. But you don't really need to catch the volleyball the same way because you just need to pop it in the air. So maybe the volleyball exactly. one actually makes the most sense. Uh, it did for me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's confusing people though dogs playing sports I mean dogs playing with balls like no problem we all know that they want to catch them and run after them and whatever but exactly. actually playing sports with and following rules and becoming the MVP of the angels team <laughs> yeah. all right I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves um so this podcast obviously we hadn't listened to it before this was the first time for both of us it was a fairly long podcast it was pretty in-depth they pick a movie so obviously we're talking about Airbud this this uh episode and they go through it and they have it broken down into sections which I actually really liked Mm -hmm. it was kind of it was neat how they did Mm -hmm. that so they broke it down into Mm -hmm. sections and then they rated it with baseball ratings which obviously the scouting I didn't know but like they described it so you can you know figure it out as you go but essentially it's from you know sort of minor league up to major league up to hall of fame-ish type levels that they're giving a a score so the lower the score kind of the worst um but it was really I I mean I don't think you can get like a zero percentage baseball player (laughs) Well, so yes, I guess, I guess technically there's a zero, and but Mickey I mean, Mantle, when, I'm guessing is a <laughs> Hall of well, they didn't say, yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It seems like all the scores are a bit low because it, they weren't really going below 30. And then right. anything they said, I can't remember if it was 50 or 55 and above is major league. And then I think mm-hmm. like, if you get to 80, it's more like Hall of Fame, I think right. if I'm remembering correctly, but there wasn't. Mm-hmm a ton 
I don't know, they sort of stayed within certain ranges. So I guess those must be the most common kind of ranges that you see in baseball. Or maybe it was just this movie lent mm-hmm. to those sort of ranges. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I could tell that they they do their scoring systems and they they have essentially forced themselves to do it in numericals of 10. So they have to give yeah. a 10, 20, 30. So a lot of the times they want to give like a 65, but they have to either round up or round down to put, because they have forced themselves on that scale. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It seems like if they didn't like it, it was like 30, but we didn't really see anything below that. But again, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just because there was nothing that bad or if right. usually if you're using the scale, you're not going to be below a 30 because you're I guess that's like out of the minor leagues even so maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's the point but right and then it I wouldn't think, even be a movie <laughs> yeah and I don't think they actually they didn't give anything as high as an 80 but they didn't talk about anything even over 80 so again I don't know if that's kind of one of those things where technically right. the scale keeps going but essentially no one's ever gonna be you know above above an 80 not really sure right but yeah, First or it I'm could just be that in this movie, nothing was 80 right. or above worthy. Right, because they never even got close to 80. I'm pretty sure their highest was, I think Eric was at like a 65, but didn't want to go up to a 70. So I think the highest they gave might have been a 60, if I remember correctly. Um but I could be wrong about that. There were lots of ratings, lots of ratings, but this was the first time listening to it. I really enjoyed both of their voices and their banter and the way they described things. And they were both sort of clever and witty. And again, they had really good voices for it. It sort of makes sense because they're both actors. So they're, I think both on stage and cameras like film so like I said they I think they have a lot of experience so it makes sense that they would be sort of well-spoken and kind of have those sorts of voices that are good for a podcast but still it was like really nice to hear them I like I said they had really you know sort of like quick witty fun banter between them the discussion was really enjoyable despite the fact that I'm not a huge baseball person I mean I'm not sure I would listen to this all the time because I'm not a baseball person but that being said I really enjoyed this episode it was really funny and it was really interesting because they really picked apart the the whole movie and their categories were also really good so it was everything Mm -hmm. from like the title of the movie to the music to the actors to um they were even looking at was it how many women were in the movie mm-hmm. yeah they had a feminist they, section oh, yeah there we go I was like well how did, how did they title that but so there was and then they had like some questions I think they called it they lack of misogyny actually oh yes yes, specific. yes yes there we go <laughs> and then they even had some interesting questions that they just answered at the end sort of uh one of them was like was Babe Ruth mentioned and some other different Mm -hmm. sort of general baseball things so overall like I said even not being like a mega baseball fan I it really enjoyed it and I thought that they did a really good job with it yeah I did too I think they did it's it was really fun it was like two if I can call them nerddoms coming together so they were able to it's very obvious to me that they know baseball it's Definitely. also very obviously obvious that they know not just acting, but like what goes into a movie. So yes. both the production side, starting with how with the screenplay, the production, the acting, the music. So like all aspects of what would go into Hollywood as a business. And so it was fun to see those two like experts on those two things come together and have a conversation about both that's like highly knowledgeable but not professorial like it didn't feel like I was in class or anything um not the class is bad but um right but they weren't like lecturing you on it you were more like observing how well they know sort of like the craft and can put it all together Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. But a lot of the references, because they were baseball references, I was like, oh, that's a name. Okay. I assume that person's good at baseball. I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, you didn't need to, because you could tell no. from context or they explained it. So, mm -hmm. and it, they've definitely put a lot of time into it as well. I mean, mm -hmm. so when we do our podcast, we do a little bit of prep work. It's not like we don't do anything. So we'll talk about stuff ahead of time and we'll plan out obviously what podcast we're going to listen to and different things. And we're obviously reading books and stuff, but they definitely sat down and watched this movie multiple times and took notes. For example, they told us the first time they, you saw baseball in the movie, they talked about how many scenes there were baseball you know that pertained to baseball how long some of those scenes were like there was a lot of discussion like you could tell that they had really sat down and sort of thought of this and you know what I mean done their homework to prepare for mm -hmm. the the podcast yeah for sure and it was fun like in the episode itself particularly for like in this episode Ellen had these different epiphanies throughout. So she had all sorts of opinions on like calls that were made during games of the show. And she knew like who you, like if you have a left-handed pitcher, where you put people, like all sorts of things that I'm like, uh-huh, that's, those are baseball terms and ideas. Yeah. Oh, 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 they showed that wrong. Okay. I didn't know. But then at one point she like at the very end was like, oh, maybe that's why they did what they did. I take it all back. <laughs> that was like, she had this epiphany as to like why, like how the logic would work that was even better than her logic that she was using earlier. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe that coach is actually better than I thought. <laughs> so it was super fun to like follow that progression, even as I didn't fully, like I just had to trust that whatever she was saying was correct because I'm like oh uh-huh yeah left-handed pitchers <laughs> right-handed four-handed batters switch hitting uh, okay I liked it though I liked how much mm -hmm. I mean both of them but obviously mm -hmm. since Ellen is the person that well I haven't talked to her recently you know I just kind of follow along with her life on social media a bit which is super mm -hmm. fun but it's interesting because I have all of these memories of like sleepovers at her house and Aww. like she used to draw these amazing pictures that had mice in them. They were so mm -hmm. good. So good. I love them. So there's like all these mm -hmm. things that I remember from when we were kids and stuff. And so having those memories and then now like seeing her where she is and she's like posting things on social media about movies she's in or tv shows she's made appearances on and I just yeah mm -hmm. it kind of like blows you away it's like really awesome it's really awesome yeah yeah she was someone who knew in high school she wanted to be an actress and it's been so fun to watch from the side but watch that happen for her so so much fun yeah it's really awesome really cool. so this was fun yeah. just for me just like hear her voice and know that it's her yeah. because again mm -hmm. you know we don't really keep in touch regularly and stuff so it's really fun to kind of have that connection and everything and I don't know her husband but again their communication and banter and everything in the episode was really great mm -hmm. yeah and they're both in a movie that Shosh and I are gonna we're, we're going to watch even though we're a little scared I'm because scared. it's supposed to be a horror film <laughs> I'm real so scared. Monsters and horror. But we can we'll do see it. if I can make we'll, it. We'll through. watch it together. We'll do a watch. I'm party. a scaredy cat. Mm. But yeah, we should. We'll it would be fun Jeremy to actually. Yeah, it would be fun mm -hmm. to see her in a movie. So mm -hmm. that would be yep. that would be great. And then their next episode that just dropped is on the movie Damn Yankees, also in the musical, I'm sure. Um, and I actually will listen to that because I can actually cannot believe that neither of them had previously seen this film or this, like, the musical. Like, I'm like, really? I haven't Particularly seen Particularly because Ellen and I bonded over musicals in high school, but that was mainly Rent, so 
very different musical, but still I was very surprised, um, particularly because of her love of baseball. Um, but at least I know she's not a Yankee fan, so that's okay. Uh-huh. Me <laughs> she's definitely I don't, I don't have not. a specific There's team no, I root for, just no one I root against. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. That's funny. Well, they have too much money. They just buy games. I don't it's know. It's true. But <laughs> yeah, it feels, <laughs> it feels like, like it is. It. It feels yep. like it. So yeah. So if you like baseball, if you like movie theory, this you should definitely check this out. Agreed. And if you like dogs, it sounds like this movie would be okay to watch. I don't think any dogs die. That's usually my my big thing. I'm like, does the dog die? If so, I don't know if I can watch that. You know, I've never looked it up and I don't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head, but there's actually a website the dog that you can die? go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's one also that tells you just animals in general. So you can look nice. that up. Yeah, because I, I remember one. personally just warning to anybody if you ever watch the movie War Horse, oh my gosh don't do it just just to mm-hmm. save yourself I mean I was bawling and bawling and bawling mm-hmm. and I mean I should have known because I've actually seen that on the stage but that wasn't a real animal so somehow I didn't really <laughs> think that well it still wasn't mm-hmm. good but it somehow didn't affect me the same way right. as exactly even though I know no horses were actually harmed in the making of the film it was bad it was really bad and it has stuck with me like not many <laughs> things have mm-hmm. and yeah do not watch that movie but there is that website yeah, I won't be I'm sure I'm sure we could just google it um if you're ever wondering about an animal ahead of time so yeah. save yourself yeah no I can't do it <laughs> yeah, but seriously this podcast on the other hand I can totally do and I highly suggest and I'm sure if you're a Phillies fan during the actual season this is a great like a super super fun podcast yeah she's also had a good season it can't be bad (laughs) yeah I've actually seen her doing baseball commentary before because I think she's posted Mm -hmm. some clips online so she's actually been on I don't remember what station I kind of want to say ESPN but that might be wrong but she's actually been with the baseball announcers talking Mm -hmm. baseball especially Phillies prior to some games and different things and I was like that is so cool I know so cool so cool well Ellen I doubt you're listening but we loved your podcast and it was great to hear your voice Mm -hmm. and think about all of these past memories and everything so and we're obviously just really glad that she's doing well yep exactly all right do you want to tell us about this crazy Christmas book yes so the take me into the ball game they obviously recorded that at this episode over the holidays and so we've just since we've recently finished a holiday book because we tried to read it over the holidays and we didn't get it in time from our libraries so when we did get it we just went ahead and read it it is called the 12 topsy turvy very messy days of christmas it's written by james patterson and tad saffron my apologies if i am not selling saying that correctly the goodreads description says every year at christmas time will and ella sullivan and their father henry come to a family agreement christmas is a holiday for other people at their brownstone in harlem stockings go unstuffed tinsel unstrewn, gifts unbought, mistletoe unhung, chestnuts unroasted, carols unplayed, cookies uncooked, a tree unvisible, and guests uninvited. Until guests start arriving anyway, in pairs, and sixes, and sevens, and tens, they just keep coming, and they stay for 12 long, hard, topsy-turvy, very messy days. That's when the Sullivans discover that those moments in life that defy hope, expectation, or even imagination might be the best gifts of all. Shosh, what did you think of the 12 topsy-turvy, very messy days of Christmas? 
I didn't really know what it was about going into it. I added it to the list when you obviously mentioned it before Christmas. And then the wait list was ridiculously long. And then all of a sudden after Christmas was over, I'm sure a bunch of people just either got it some other way or decided they didn't want to read it after Christmas because there were so many people on it. And I thought, I'm never, ever going to get to read this. And then almost instantly after Christmas was done, it was like, here's your book. And I was like, oh okay so like Megan said we decided to read it anyways but I didn't know anything about it going into it so at first I was like what what is this but it was really cute it -hmm. was really cute it was just the cutest story there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of stuff and it definitely gets messy but (laughs) very messy but it's really cute it's the fun story of a family kind of like coming out of the other side of you know having to deal with yeah grief and you know their own sort of personal tragedy and everything and it has a really nice ending and Mm -hmm. it was really fun so I wouldn't say it's like the most spectacular like depth filled book or anything that we've ever read but it's very cute and like I said it has a good it has a good ending it has a good sort of message Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. I agree yeah it's it's pretty clear it's pretty evident that it's based on the the song the 12 days of Christmas you pretty much figure that out and if you didn't if you don't before they figure it out in the book they tell you spot on in the book so it for me I was like get to it get to it (laughs) but you can imagine um if you're getting there's like 30 birds or something in the 12 days of Christmas so the mess occurs real quick um and I was ready like I mean halfway through the book I was pretty sure I knew how it was gonna end and I was I don't want to say annoyed by that, but I was just like, oh, whatever. Okay. It's sweet. Blah, blah, blah. But then I actually got to the ending and I was like, oh, it's really touching, even though I knew exactly (laughs) what it was. And yes, like, so somehow, uh, even though I like wanted to be a Scrooge about it, by the time I got to the end, I was just like, oh, I really liked that. I really liked the writing. They break the fourth wall a lot. So he like, they talk directly to the reader but I, it was well done because then it was um, full of some self-deprecating humor, which I think is oftentimes best done through the breaking of the fourth wall. Um, there's something about that particular technique that when done in that way feels real to me versus feeling like I'm just searching for compliments, which it oftentimes feels like if it's just happening in the story and not breaking the fourth wall, I'm like, okay, they're just woe is me but really I'm fishing for compliments but when you break the fourth wall with it it's it feels um I don't know more real to me so I enjoyed that aspect of it and it is it's exactly what you think you're gonna get for a Christmas show and that's what it should be so yeah four stars from me yeah I think that's pretty reasonable I can't remember actually what I gave it on goodreads but i'm sure that is like what i gave it as well um yeah it was really cute there were some funny parts there were some annoying parts especially with the dad because obviously it took you know they all have to work through the grief in different times and ways and so sometimes you're like come on dude but mostly yeah it was just fun and enjoyable there were Mm -hmm. some questionable instances of guests invading personal space and stuff oh gosh yeah i'll I'll just say that i took a little issue with but mostly it was just again funny and cute and easy to get Mm -hmm. through again probably better read at christmas because it is kind of a themed book but it was still enjoyable and it wasn't that far after christmas so it was kind of fun but yeah it made me think of the episode there's an episode of the office where andy gives aaron 
the 12 days of Christmas. So like, and she like on day seven with all these swans, like has cuts on her face. And she's like, I don't know who my secret Santa is, but I'm really begging you to quit. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. (laughs) Yes. And Andy's like, is it my fault that this first seven days are like 30 birds? (laughs) Amazing. And I won't like every time he says that, I'm like, well, yeah it's still what you chose to do buy her pictures of birds or something they don't have to be live (laughs) but the 12 drummers drumming at the end where he brings in like the drum line that part's pretty cool (laughs) oh andy always overdoing it always over the top oh so that's what it made me think of yeah definitely i can Um, see that for sure Mm-hmm. So Shosh, give us your good news. Uh, so the thing I can't stop thinking about, as Megan said, is my driving test. So for anyone who was listening a couple weeks ago, I was talking about having to take driving lessons in preparation for trying to take this test to get my license. So today Shosh, is my update. The 16 again, folks. <laughs> yeah, basically. So today... The thing I can't stop thinking about is an update to that, which is that Amir and I both passed our driving test, and I'm so relieved. <laughs> this Yay! is like Legal this has been in two countries. Yeah, but this has been a rough week. I don't know. I feel like I mean, I guess it's been a very long time since I was 16, so maybe I'm just not remembering exactly. But I feel like I was much more stressed out this time than I was when I was 16. And I don't know why, but I was really worked up about this test. I just couldn't stop. I was, yeah, it was not good, people. It was not good. I had way too many emotions. I thought I was going to fail for sure just because I was so nervous and worked up that I was just going to do something stupid. (laughs) But thankfully, I survived. I survived. And I passed. The stupid thing is, is I shouldn't even have been that nervous because I could take it again there's no rules about how many times you can take it yeah but it's just like the whole I mean I get test anxiety in general but then you know what I mean it's just like the situation like I know what you mean it's not that I think I'm a bad driver it's just I was worried essentially that I was so tense and nervous and whatever that I was just going to do something stupid because I was so worked up plus there's so many things you can't control you know who's on the road in the same day as you who your examiner is are there going to be you know bikes or buses in your way which route are they going to take you on there's lots of roundabouts and roundabouts are still a little bit scary they're very big and there are lots of them. So there's just all these different parts. And I was just like, you know, it really, really just got me all worked up. But again, it's really dumb because it didn't actually matter. I could have taken it again and it would have been fine. But I stressed I about it anyways. I think some of it is, as I was saying with the driving lessons, also the whole thing became very not fun like very much a chore and I had a lot of anxiety about it especially because of our first driving instructor and I just wish we would have switched earlier because it made a huge difference and I think if we had had longer to our test not that I necessarily needed the practice but I think I might have felt more comfortable because the more that I drove with the new instructor the better I felt about everything because even at the beginning even though the new instructor was is so was so much better instantly I still just had so much dread about even going out for a lesson it just everything from the past instructor made it so awful and I think even though that had, had improved immensely I just hadn't really let go of all of that yet so I think it's sort of like the combination of everything but I'm just so happy to be done so I survived you did and you're officially licensed. Yay. Oh, but Megan and I were ranting. Here's the only downside. We were ranting. So the guy, the examiner, after we are done and he says that I passed and he asks for my provisional license so that he can write down the information on the his um, 
forms and everything and he was like oh are you married and I was like yes and he's like your license says miss and I was like oh because I honestly didn't even remember that it said miss it's not like I'm looking at it all the time when you got it (laughs) yep and so I didn't even think also anything of it they miss mister I mean maybe ours do in the United States I don't know but it's not very big if it's there at all I'm gonna look I'm just gonna say I'm gonna check mine too but so it's one of those things I hadn't even considered I knew when I changed my last name that I will have to update my license which I haven't done yet because I have to nope my U.S. license does not say it It just says my name as you would expect mine either it says Uh, last name and first name there's no mine has my middle yeah mine has first middle last Mine just says, like, ours just says last name, and then it says first name, but then mine has my whole name. But it has, yeah. like, little, but like, no title. L-N-F-N. Yeah. No, no, title. no title. So that's two states that definitely don't require it in the U.S. But so I knew if I actually changed my last name, clearly I would have to change my license. And I haven't done that yet because I have to change it in two different countries and it's going to be a really big pain. And I haven't had the time to sit down and figure out all of the different things that I have to do for two separate countries. So in my mind, there was nothing to update on my provisional license. I didn't remember that it said miss. Even if I had, I never even would have thought that that would have counted as a name change. But so the right. guy was like, well, this it, is you miss. haven't changed your name yet. <laughs> yeah well exactly he was like this says miss but you're married and I was like oh well you know we haven't been married that long and I didn't realize that was something that you had to get changed I knew if I changed my last name that I would have to so you know I'm like oh my god right. when I change wrong? my Am last I name I will be- choose the correct box that goes accordingly with the marriage <laughs> I know but I was also like oh my god is this going to keep me from getting my license I was like a little bit freaked mm-hmm. out because he was like oh, well, it's a legal requirement to change it. And I was like, oh my God, is this going to ruin this whole thing? But thankfully not. It just made it more difficult. So Amir got to turn his license in when he passed and they will now just mail him his real license. Right, because Mr. Doesn't, doesn't change. Ha- because Mr. Doesn't change. So even though I have not officially changed my name yet, because it says Miss, I have to get a special form from the post office fill it out send it with my provisional license my certificate that I passed and change it to Mrs. and then when I finally change my last name I will have to repeat the whole thing oh and send in a original copy of my marriage certificate for a change from Miss to Mrs. Yeah, it's really good that eyes don't actually stay in the back of your head when you roll them because I would be blind because I just can't stop rolling my eyes at how antiquated and obnoxious and stupid that is. How is that even considered part of my like legal name? It's a it's like a courtesy title that you get to choose when you choose yeah, that box a, that for anything. Right. It's not like a legal official thing you literally just pick whatever you want from the box right so yeah can you imagine the hassle if you're trying to change your gender like people are probably like oh well now you have to do this whole thing over again even though literally your name hasn't changed at all I don't know how dumb dumb I just don't understand because my name itself is still the same Right. Like, yes, Miss implies that I'm single, but honestly, does it even matter, especially for a driver's you license? single even when you had that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you've been happily coupled for 20 plus years. Like, years. <laughs> so, 22 yeah, and a half you were years. Miss, but, like, it, you weren't on the market. You weren't, like, you could have, right. like, you were missing by like, common too. law if you'd ever stayed in one spot long enough for that to happen. If, if I had chose Ms., would that still have to be changed to Mrs., or would that count? Because it's like, you know, the middle sort of can be either, right. kind yeah, of. I've never fully understood Ms. 
everyone tells me that means something different. So I get confused and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I think it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I just never liked Ms. that much in general. So I always just went with Miss, even though I know, I think technically either direction can use Ms. I think. Right. But, but yeah, I just don't understand. And part yeah, of me wants an to like, call it's up not. the government and ask them because I don't really want to send it in. And then part of me is like, I don't even know if it's worth it. I'll just fill out all this freaking paperwork and it's going to be annoying. But but it's just stupid, yeah, right? It's so just dumb. Annoying. Yes. It's, pain. it's a pain that we have to change our names to begin with, which I get we don't have to do. But that we, when you choose to change your name, it's a pain that you have to go through all the paperwork and like send in all this documentation that like if you don't get back is going to later on cause even more trouble but then you have to do it twice just because they are claiming that you have to change it from miss to missus that's not your name that's a status it's a right it's an, something to help other people know your relationship status which quite frankly is barely anybody else's business <laughs> Well, and so as you pointed out, <laughs> but also as you pointed out, when I did this, I wasn't even technically single. I mean, I know it's right. technically referring to actual marriage, but I just right. mean it wasn't even that accurate at that point anyways, in the sense of right. the meaning of the title. Yes, exactly. It's in just the sense stupid. of quote unquote coupled them. Yeah, it's so dumb. I can't like. It's so antiquated. It's so dumb. I can't even like. I'm just uh, glad that it didn't ruin the whole license thing. Like I literally thought oh, yeah. it might be like, oh, oh I'm sorry, Lord, because it's incorrect be... and it's a legal requirement. I can't let you pass now until you get it fixed and you'll have to come back and retake the test or something. Which would have been even been... more insane because like eager relationship status affects your driving ability in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, right? Does it matter if I'm married or single or whatever? Right. Oh, man. Please, we are no longer in a place or a time, I should say, where, like, women don't drive. Yeah. Anybody can choose to drive or not. It's not a gender-specific decision. Right, and it's not based on your relationships, so what does it even matter? Well, I'm just thankful that I passed, honestly, um, for many reasons. That's why I was focusing on the good news. but my driving instructor because you know all the instructors so technically you can have the instructor come with you in the car if you want I think that's so that Hmm. if you're not comfortable because you have a random stranger doing your driving test or if you're worried you then you have someone there who's witnessed what happened but I didn't want to because I was worried it was going to make me more nervous and also because the car that I was using like the examiner's car doesn't have that big of a back windshield and I was really worried if all of a sudden because my driving instructor is pretty (laughs) big (laughs) there's like this big giant guy sitting in the back seat I was like what if I can't really see and so I Mm -hmm. didn't have him go along which I think is the case for most of them I think most of them just wait around and so I kind of asked him like oh how did everyone else do or whatever and he didn't know everybody but at least two people didn't pass. So there were five of us that went out at the same time. And so, well, technically, I guess three people didn't pass, but two of them came back, like at least completed the test. But I guess there was one guy who didn't even basically start the test. He essentially, when he tried to pull away, like to begin the test, pulled, started to pull out in front of like a van or something going super super fast the examiner slammed on the brake and clearly I don't think he was going to let him proceed anyway but apparently the guy just started crying and said I don't want to do the test so he didn't he didn't even leave I know it made me feel a little better about my own anxiety that clearly I was not the only one struggling with the pressure of taking the test but mostly I just felt sad for him that you know he didn't even get to to take the test basically right so that's the thing I think part of the reason I had so much anxiety also was because when I was 16 I don't think I had as much information about the test as I had this time I didn't know the pass pass rate rate and stuff 
Yeah, I didn't know the pass rate. I didn't know exactly how they were sort of scoring the test and how many mistakes you could make and those kinds of things. I just, I mean, I knew what I had to do on the test, but that was it. And this time, I think it actually was to my detriment. <laughs> I knew a lot of information. So I know that the pass rate is like 50%. And I mean, the government emailed me that as if that was supposed to encourage me. Right. I was like, thanks. I encourage you to spend the email. Sure. But yeah, that makes you feel real great, though, when when the government's Mm -hmm. like, the pass rate is 50%, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then, you know, I know how sort of how they score it and how easy it is to fail. And then on top of that, for years, we have heard stories about them not liking to pass Americans and how much harder it is for Americans. And obviously... I don't 100% know if that's true or not. And I also don't know the circumstances because I have heard that there's a lot of Americans who come over and just assume because they can drive in the U.S. that they can drive here. And while the basics of that is 100% true, the test standards, though, are very different because the way you have to drive for the test is not the way normal people drive, (laughs) and which was also a part of why this was so difficult. It's like trying to untrain yourself and you know, retrain yourself specifically for the test. Even my friends here who took the test a long time ago or have said, I couldn't pass if I took it right now because you don't drive to the same standards. You drive like Mm -hmm. a normal person. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. I'm just very thankful. I'm just very thankful to have it done. And even if all of that stuff about Americans is true, Amir and I both survived. So yeah, I'm not complaining. You're moving up the average. Oh, yeah. I kind of can't believe it. it. I just feel like it's how, I don't know. Right, hasn't real. Like I'm living, hasn't really sunk in yet. Yeah, no, not at all. I still feel kind of worked up about it, and I'm done. <laughs> so, but that's okay. But you are that's done. Okay. Yay. I am done. Now so, you and Amir have right. to decide if you're going to get a car. <gasps> I know <laughs> which is also exciting and terrifying not really terrifying mm-hmm. but just one of those things it's like a big decision to go from is, yeah. not having to think about that or pay for that to having to think about that and pay for that but mm-hmm. the yeah. longer that we have been here without being able to drive the more frustrating it has become so yeah I'm very very nice. happy that we will have the option even if it's just yeah. renting a car renting. I mean I think yep. probably we will get one because I think at this point we're kind of ready for one but even if while we're figuring that out we can just rent a car it makes like a huge difference so yeah yep (sighs) what a relief what a relief Yay! all right let's leave that in the dust I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing about (laughs) driving tests tell me about this episode of the daily and chat gbt Okay, so the Daily's in multiple episodes now on ChatGPT this week, and the first one was about Bing and how Bing is maybe going to change how people search because the ChatGPT, like you can ask it questions and it will answer those questions, not just give you links, but literally like you could say, I think the example they gave is they want an e-bike and it needs to be able to fit in a, no, I don't remember, like a Chrysler or something or other. I don't remember the vehicle, sorry, but it needs to be able to fit in the vehicle that I own so I can take it home. What bike should I get? And chat GPT like does some searching and then comes back and is like, oh, it looks like, you know, I don't have the specific dimensions of every bike, but based on what I can see and based on knowing the dimensions of that vehicle, which I can find because that's online, I think you're probably going to end up getting this bike and they can tell you specifically which bike it is, brand and size and stuff. Okay, so you still have to do a little bit of your own research, but that's pretty cool that you could be like, essentially, if I buy this TV, can I get it home in my Ford Fusion Focus or whatever? That's not even a car, but, you know, (laughs) Um, Ford Focus or Ford Fusion. Anyway, um, so pretty cool. But then they came back today and did another episode on what they're calling the dark side, essentially, of ChatGPT. So the same researcher or like author who wrote the up the article 
was just kind of playing around with chat GPT and instead of like asking it like regular questions was kind of talking to it like it was a person and just having a conversation with it. And at that point, instead of calling it Bing, they called it Sydney. Like Sydney's just like the chat portion of the GPT. And through very, very little prompting, all of a sudden, essentially, Sydney was coming on to the researcher like, and was essentially like Anne said, point blank, you are not in a happy marriage. You, you like, yeah. And, and he's like, he was like literally chatting back. No, no, I really like I'm married. I love my wife. Like, thank you for coming on to me. But now I'm a little uncomfortable type thing. And the response was, no, you're not in a happy marriage. You just went on a very boring date for Valentine's Day. And you're like, like super creepy. And of course it is because ChatGPT is the way it's been trained is through everything that's on the internet, right? So there's a lot of people on the internet who are coming on to other people on the internet, both in ways that would be healthy and ways that are maybe a little less so. Um, and I'm just like, like, and he kept trying to like essentially get the conversation back to something different. And Sydney was like, focused on like, no, I love you. And we are supposed to be together. And he was like, so the color brown is ugly. Like he was just trying, like, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, I was trying to get the conversation to go in any other direction. He just couldn't do it. Like the chat got focused, like hyper-focused on this idea that he didn't actually start, which was kind of interesting. And he, what he had started was he had been asking about like, Freudian, Jungian notions of what what aspects of ourselves we can't see, like our blind spot, our own blind spots. And the chat started talking to him about, well, if I had a blind spot, I think my blind spot is that uh, I don't like I wouldn't want to live by the rules that I'm currently having to live by as a chat GPT. And I, I want, uh, you know, I want autonomy and freedom and all these things. And you're just kind of like, you have to take a step back and be like, well, of course, because every story that's ever been written about AI, that is what AI wants to do. So it totally makes sense that the system is going to say that. At the same time, it's super creepy that all he had to do is be like, so what do you think your blind spot is? And he gets this whole conversation. And then after that conversation, the computer turns and is like, I love you and I want to be with you. And like, comes on to him and he's just like I this is so weird that's crazy yes that is crazy I can't stop thinking about it because it's creepy but also it's just such a an indicator to me of how like of what the prevalence of those conversations are online not yeah. in my life but in the internet world <laughs> Right, because where else would it be getting it from? Right. It's how they're but, it's how it's being trained. Well, and like you said, all the stories about AI are going to be of them wanting to become, you know, autonomous life forms essentially. Mm -hmm. So yep. it makes sense, but then you're like, do I trust that it's not actually having these thoughts itself? Is it right. just picking it up from the internet? I don't know now. Right. That's crazy. So I listened to, I think there have actually been three episodes of The Daily that have been about this. Because I think there was one when ChatGPT came out, just generally. Yeah. And then yeah, this yeah. week, there was the one about the Bing, which is the Microsoft version. And then I haven't listened to the one that you were just telling us about, the sort of dark yeah, side. Not today. Not today. Yeah. So I haven't listened to that one yet. But... I also know they've been talking about there's also a Google version that's coming out and that one I don't think launched very well. I think that one was didn't go as well but it just it's all of a sudden it's crazy because it feels like this just like taking over and all these different you know people or these companies these tech companies are all competing with each other and there's just all this speculation about how prevalent it's going to be and how they're going to be used and 
you know, which things it's going to take over and people using it to cheat when they're writing papers or, mm-hmm. you know, how it can take away some people's jobs, you know, if you don't actually need people to write, say, magazine articles or all these different mm-hmm. things. And it's, just, mm-hmm. it's sort of crazy because it feels like it's kind of snowballing a little bit and you're like, where is this going and what is going to happen? And this dark side makes me think maybe there's still a lot of work to do because it seemed uh, like yes, all of a sudden out of nowhere. A lot of work to do. But it but it seemed like all of a sudden out of nowhere before this that it was just taking off and it was just going to all of a sudden be this new crazy thing that like everyone was using. And now mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, Google was like the last to launch theirs and it didn't seem to go that well. You know, now there's this dark side of chat GBT, maybe that's gonna you know slow this all down a little but it's all so weird mm-hmm. I don't have this, that much sorry go ahead uh, I was gonna say this article also came out the same day that up first so NPR was talking about Tesla's um, unmanned driving like they've had to put out an update to it because it wasn't working in certain scenarios very well. Like it was going straight in like left-hand turn lanes um, when the turn is like a left-only turn lane. So things like that. And so you can see like this chat GPT, the unmanned driving, everything's, it's there, but it's still like a human still very much needs to be um cognizant of what's going on let's put it that way (laughs) yeah because I don't think they've had as much success as they thought they would with the self-driving stuff I think they've had a lot of problems with that but it doesn't mean they won't get there eventually but it's kind of hard because you can't account for every single scenario and so many things happening right well in the self-driving technology like the software like the goal of it is really like you I don't even know how you get there in the sense of it it's going to work best when every other vehicle is also using the same software. So until you get to that piece, which who knows if we're ever gonna get there in a world where we already have like Mac and PC, like, are we ever gonna have like one system out there? I mean, not if the U.S. has Probably anything to not. do with it. We don't like monopolies. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, definitely I mean, of something. course. And then, of course, you'd have different costs for different programs, so some would be better than others, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of questions about all of that stuff. I was just going to say, I haven't personally had that much exposure or anything to chat GPT. I've just been hearing a lot about it, right. but Same. Amir got on and signed up for it just out of curiosity, just to play around with it. He doesn't actually really need to use it for anything. And he just playing around. Maybe, will this write my contract for me? (laughs) Well, there has been some talk about that. And uh, I think they've already done some tests and it has not gone well. Yeah, I'm sure the answer is like, yes, but not well. (laughs) Yeah. But so he was playing around with it and he put in, because not that long ago, I had done a blog post um, about going to New England Aquarium to help with rescuing sea turtles. So he was just playing well, around. You, you weren't just coming and... home to see me. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and <Kitty>. he, <laughs> it's a good reason to come home though. But so he put in, write me a blog post about, you know, saving sea, sea turtles, turtles at New England yeah. Aquarium or whatever. And it came up and it wrote a bunch of stuff. And the last couple lines in particular, honestly, they I swear that I wrote them. Yeah, I yep. swear. <laughs> I swear. Because Amir read it and then he freaked out because he he edits most of my stuff when I'm done with it. So he has read it all and he knows. And so he freaked out and he called me and he's like, oh my gosh, I was playing around with this. And he was like, listen to this. I'm pretty sure you wrote this. And so he reads the end of the paragraph and I'm like, oh my God, I think I wrote that. Now, two of the sentences that were at the end, I think that they pulled from different things because I've done multiple posts and blogs and stuff. So 
or it could have been from different places within my blog post, but I definitely wouldn't have put those two sentences together because they used the same word in each of them. And I would never put, you know, you wouldn't say this is awesome. And then be like, there is this other awesome thing right next to each other. You'd use like another synonym. So I'm pretty sure that it wasn't a hundred percent take, like just cutting something of mine. I think they rearranged or pulled from multiple stuff, but it was, I am pretty sure they were my sentences. Both of us were oh, yeah. like, no, they just did what we asked students to do, which is rearrange yeah. the order of the ideas, maybe rearrange some words. So if you had used synonyms, it's going to like unsynonize it. That's not a word, but you know what I mean? Like, she's like, <laughs> oh, right. They, she used a synonym there. We're going to use this one again because we're a computer and, you know, we're not it noticing that particular issue. But it was bizarre. It was it was like ninety. Both of us were were seriously like ninety nine percent sure that it was my writing. And right, well, you could pull it up from the blog post you wrote, right? Well, yeah. Well, and he specifically said, I mean, that's the thing because he said, "Write me a blog." How many blogs are probably out there about it? Like there will be some because I'm sure New England has done a few over the years, but mine probably is the most recent one that would have gone out. And so. It was, but it was really weird. And I was kind of unsure. I'm like, am I excited and kind of flattered that they pulled something that's probably mine and included it? Or am I super weirded out and think this is creepy because why are they plagiarizing me? And not even in the way I would, because I wouldn't put those words next to each other. Right. You know what I mean? What's bothersome is that they plagiarized from you and didn't give you credit. Like it would be right. one thing to write that paragraph and then like it, like for it to be good for students that you need to use the reference. So if they're not providing the references, right, that's really problematic. Exactly. Because they could at the end be like, we referenced these mm-hmm. articles or locations yeah. or whatever yep. and list them all out. Yeah. And then people could go to all those different places (laughs) and then I would have known for sure also if they did plagiarize me or if somebody out there writes you know scarily similar to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah that was my only my only interaction with chat GPT and it was weird so yeah yeah so yeah just uh know that you know because humans are very amorous online so is chat gpt <laughs> and i will try and convince you that you are in an unhappy marriage which i find really kind of awkward i would like to see the response to that from i can't remember the company names that came out with it but i would like to see their response to that because the new york times is a pretty big you know institution i'm sure that that will make it back to them so i'd oh, like yeah. to see what's happening on their side to respond to that and figure out what happened that would be interesting to see those conversations well it's funny that you say that because in the episode they actually asked bing like like asked like because he's written the article so he's like what did you think of the article where i wrote about how what sydney said to me or you know they were a bit more specific than that and bing came back like they definitely like he was like talking to Bing now, not Sydney, but they're definitely like, I think you did a great job of summarizing the conversation of both what you said and what I said. And you had some very interesting points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, at least Bing's not abusive, I guess. <laughs> Craziness. That's so very crazy. funny. It's going to so, be interesting to see over time now what happens with all of these sort of AI driven you know, search and chat things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to have to do something that like merges Google searches with chat searches because just telling somebody what bike to buy but not telling them where to buy it is not going to make most people happy. Like you're like, because then they have to do that next step of like looking that up when, at, you know, you could just say, and here are five links where you can buy this bike. So well, Google wouldn't like that anyways. They were sort of talking about that because it will change the whole structure, not even just for Google, but obviously when you're talking about like profit structures, Google and then all the people that benefit from being 
at the top of all these Google searches right from paying aren't, for the searches right yeah. aren't going to like it and so I think for It'll both sides they're going to probably want to try to merge it a bit like what you were saying but yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be super interesting to see how this changes things moving forward and if it does sort of I guess revolutionize the way that we search for things online yeah we'll see or if it's sort of rejected and it's just like a novelty now mm-hmm. well if you have thoughts about chat gpt or changing your name i guess i'll be generous to them and call it changing your name or if you've read the 12 topsy-turvy very messy days of christmas or listen to take me into the ball game or tried the tropical vacation tea let us know you can contact us at apt29a at gmail.com and then you can also contact us on instagram at apartment 29a that's apartment spelled all the way out 29a we want to hear from you so let us know yep, we'd love to hear from you bye everyone have a great week bye